0: Americans are capable of achieving extraordinary things when they have the freedom and opportunity to do so. This is American Potential, and here's your host, Jeff Crank. All
1: right, welcome to American Potential. Government barriers, that's what we love to talk about on this show, and more important than that, we love talking about breaking government-imposed barriers. And I'll tell you what, there's a great organization— called Concerned Veterans for America. And we're going to have uh, my guest explain a little bit more about Concerned Veterans for America and some of the barriers that they have broken. You know, on this episode, there's no exception to us wanting to talk about breaking barriers because there's a lot of components to this story. Concerned Veterans uh, for America, or CVA, is an organization made up of a group of veterans or family members of veterans who work to defend the freedoms that they and their families fought and sacrificed for. They've been releasing findings from a freedom of information act, a FOIA, a freedom of information act filed by Americans for prosperity foundation that was sent to veterans affairs facilities to see if they're following the VA Mission Act, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, that was passed in 2018. The VA Mission Act was passed by the 115th Congress to allow veterans to seek community care if the closest VA facility was over 40 miles away or there was a long wait time. In other words, give veterans a choice in their health care, not locking them into one system, one hospital, one location. It's a it was a great revolutionary piece of legislation that was signed into law. The reason the VA mission act was passed was because in 2014, at the Veterans Administration facility in Phoenix, Arizona, it was discovered that they had two different waiting time, waiting lists. What was being reported as wait times were incorrect and veterans were not getting access to care they needed in a timely manner. And some of them, sadly, some of them lost their lives because of it. On today's episode, we have Assistant General Counsel Herb Ford to talk more about this. Herb, thanks for being with us.
0: Uh, Sure thing. It's great to be on your your show, Jeff, and to share what uh, Concerned Veterans for America is doing. All right. So first of all, uh, let's talk about the VA Mission Act. I want to
1: uh, talk about that. You were there. We were just talking kind of a, in the pre-interview. You were there when President Trump signed that legislation into law because really Concerned Veterans for America was, was a driving force behind getting that law passed. But you were there when the president uh, signed that bill into law. Tell me about that.
0: Yeah, well, uh, never done anything like that before. It was uh, <laughs> quite an experience for me, sure. and uh, we had a few of our uh, of our staff members from Concerned Vets for America from uh, from the field who came into D.C. for this special uh, event when the Mission Act was signed into law. Uh, CVA did a ton of grassroots uh, advocacy across the country to uh, get concerned citizens to contact their legislators to tell them uh, about the VA mission act and to tell them the great things that uh, the VA mission act was doing. And it worked. The mission act was passed overwhelmingly um, in Congress. Uh, it, it, it flew through once it got, uh, once it got proposed and uh, we were there for the signing. It was a, it was an amazing event.
1: Yeah. So it's always, it, it's kind of surreal, isn't it? When you're, when you're in a situation like that, uh, anytime, you're, you're around a president or at the white house or something. It's, it's kind of weird because it's, you know, it's the building you see on TV and here's this person you see and their voice sounds the same. It's the same voice I hear all the time. Uh, it's kind of a surreal feeling in it to be there when uh, be around a president, particularly at something like that, where you're signing such an important piece of legislation into law.
0: It, it sure was. Uh, I was, you know, I was in the cheap seats, so I didn't have like a front row uh, view up front. Um, but others did. And uh, just being in, it was outdoors and being in the same lawn area, um, uh, there was some ceremony. Um, the environment was amazing, obviously. Uh, it, an amazing experience. I've never uh, probably never had that opportunity again.
1: Yeah. Now, you're an Army veteran. You served 25 years. In the army, is that right?
0: That's right. I served for uh, almost twenty-five uh, on active duty, and about twenty-eight years total.
1: Okay, and so that's the good news is that you're a veteran. The bad news is that you're a lawyer. But up bump, there we go. I said it. Sorry, I heard. Uh No, but you, you were a JAG officer. <laughs> of Twenty. That's right. I
0: served in the oldest law firm in the country, the Army JAG Corps, with pride. A wonderful organization. Uh, yes, would not yes. do anything different. It was a phenomenal experience. Yes.
1: Yeah, but you know, I had to. I have to slide in a lawyer joke. I mean, come on. They're easy to do. They're easy to do. And and I'm giving you any opportunity to tell any lawyer joke you want, but I don't think you're going to go there because you're a good lawyer. So, um, okay. Herb, let's talk about the VA Mission Act first. I want to, I want to set the stage. Let's talk about the VA Mission Act because it, what, so what did it do? What did the VA Mission Act do? Essentially.
0: The VA, uh, the VA hospitals across the country Uh, have a mission to take care of veterans, right? And to Mm -hmm. provide them with medical care. Some of them do it really well. Some of them do not so well. Some of them don't do do it poorly. Uh, A lot of veterans enjoy their VA health care. Mm -hmm. But a lot of veterans would rather have other options. Mm -hmm. So a veteran can take his or her GI Bill money and could use that at any accredited university or college or training school around the country. Or they could take their VA loan and get their VA loan through any bank across the country. But the valuable, important health care that is promised to veterans must be through the VA hospitals around the country. Um, They've been working for a few years to try to give vets more options. And after the Phoenix scandal that you mentioned earlier, uh, there was a, a law passed that gave vets a little bit of option, but that didn't quite work. It was called the mm-hmm. choice card. Right. Uh, and the, what the Mission Act did is it really opened up the aperture for veterans to get care in the two situations that you mentioned, when the wait time is too long or when the drive time is is too long, and it just doesn't make sense. What's been happening is vets have been driving for hundreds of miles past five or six civilian hospitals that could have treated them, and they've had to get their care at the government provided VA. Well, under the Mission Act, if the veteran uh, has too long of a wait time or too long of a drive time, they get referred out to the civilian community to get their care if they want it, and that's the veteran's option. Mm-hmm. So it's a really, really important law that, like I said, was passed with a large large bipartisan support. Um, but as we're seeing, unfortunately, uh, the VA is stonewalling implementation of that act and is is trying to roll it back, frankly.
1: yeah, and and so this is we talk about this all the time on this show. This is a government imposed barrier where the VA, was basically trying to lock, lock was locking veterans into care. If they wanted healthcare, they could get it. If they wanted to put up with the weight, if they wanted to go to a certain facility, and and you know and locked into a VA healthcare system. And again, there may be many veterans out there who think that's a great idea, and 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 that's wonderful. We want to preserve that that choice for you. But there's many who didn't want it, and that's what brought about. Uh, the, 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 this law. So let's talk about what happened. So something really tragic and terrible happened in Phoenix in 2014 at the VA facility there. G- give us a little bit of the background on that.
0: Yeah, sure thing, Jeff. Uh, so the VA was uh, was trying to put up uh, a, a good front and a good face that they that they had short wait times across the country, and so VA hospitals would report their wait times under 14 days just. Throughout the country, it was it was amazing. And uh, a whistleblower in Phoenix who knew the real deal uh, spoke up and and said, "Wait a minute, there we have a separate wait list, and vets are on that list for months and months and months, and they're not getting care in 14 days, like your VA is saying. And it literally sparked a national scandal. Because based upon that whistleblower complaint, uh, the VA investigated the rest of their systems and uniformly found these secret wait lists at the major VA medical centers across the country. It wasn't 14 days. It was more like months and months and months of wait time. And unfortunately... If you don't get care, bad things can happen. And that's what was happening back then.
1: So what was happening, the VA was, was lying to veterans and they were lying to the American people and they were lying to the taxpayers, right, about what these wait lists really were.
0: That's right. And they were, frankly, doing it to, to make their numbers look good. Sure. It, it, was, it was a perfect case of a bureaucracy being in charge of health care, not caring about the individual members' health care.
1: Right. Okay, so that happened in 2014. In 2018, the the Mission Act was passed and signed into law. And then um, COVID hit, right, in 2020. What what happened during the first eight months of COVID?
0: Well, uh, that's a great question, Jeff. So after the Mission Act was passed, we started seeing these indicators that the VA was not fully on board with it and that they really did not want the VA Mission Act to pass. Our perception was that they wanted to keep veterans in the VA healthcare system and not refer them out to the civilian community. They wanted to maintain their brick and mortar facilities at the level that they currently had them. They didn't want to allow uh, service in the community. Uh, One of the signs that we saw was they took down their website, the VA Mission Act website that they had. During COVID. Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. They took down their website. We we're not gonna we're not gonna use this website anymore. You're gonna have to figure out the VA mission act some some other way. Additionally, um, the, the uh, VA secretary announced that almost 20 million appointments, 20 million appointments, had been canceled, or delayed, or rescheduled. Amazing.
1: Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So
0: that's 20 million appointments that that veterans did not get, or yeah. got late
1: that's that's a, that's incredible so on the one hand you had for decades people trying to bureaucrats really trying to keep veterans in in a va system right and then now all of a sudden covid hits and when people actually need care and and they have other options um they, they decided they just couldn't handle it anymore and so they're, they're training people to keep veterans in the va system
0: well, you've got a little bit ahead of the game, Jeff, because okay. we actually suspected that's what was happening. Okay. We suspected that the VA uh, was was not uh, fully implementing this act and was, in fact, trying to usurp it. And we got some of those indicators from our activists across the country who were saying, hey, you know, I would call up for an appointment and, uh, and it was well outside of the 20 or 28-day wait time or well outside of the drive time standards. Um, but they're not referring me to civilian care. And oh, the other thing they're doing is they're not, they're not figuring um, out the wait time properly. They're using an artificial wait time date so that they can uh, have the system show that, you're not, that I'm not eligible for care. God. So they would put in this artificial date, not the date that the VA Mission Act required. So give me give an example. The VA Mission Act requires that when a veteran calls up and asks for an appointment, that's the day the clock starts ticking. Okay. Well, the VA was not using that date. They were using an artificial date that they made up that made more sense to them and was more beneficial to them. And uh, it was pushing these wait, making these, it appear these wait times were shorter than they actually were.
1: So, So Americans for Prosperity Foundation filed a freedom of information act uh what like 18 months ago or so is that right uh, almost 2 years ago okay all right and and so a freedom of information act just let's let's briefly tell people what that is and then i want to know what what did we learn from that foia or freedom of information act request
0: right yeah so Americans for Prosperity Foundation, it's a, it's a government transparency and accountability organization. They, they do a lot of education on government transparency and accountability. They filed 14 Freedom of Information Act requests around the country at some of the major VA medical centers uh, in states like West Virginia, Arizona, Florida, Montana. And uh, they picked out these major centers because they were key centers for for healthcare. Um, and they asked for information about how the VA is implementing the VA Mission Act uh, the, the VA did not respond in the time that was required under the FOIA law yeah. And so Americans for Prosperity Foundation sued the VA in, in federal court in D.C. Now the FOIA is Freedom of Information Act It's an act that's been in existence for, for decades Mm-hmm. And the purpose of it is government transparency. Sure. Uh, there, The intent is that government records should be released to the public so they know what's going on. And uh, some states call them uh, Open Records Act or Sunshine Acts or something right. like that. It's, right. it's allowing the citizens and others to see what the government's up to.
1: And and, and unfortunately, let me stop you there for a second, Herb, because unfortunately, all too often, government just ignores it. Right. And they just figure, well, this person will go away. But fortunately, in this case, Americans for Prosperity Foundation said, we're not going to let it go away. We want the answers. And you, and you pushed it, right?
0: That's right. Uh, Americans for Prosperity Foundation realized very quickly the VA was stonewalling and not providing documents. They filed a lawsuit within about, I don't know, 90 90- 90 120 days of the loss of the uh, foia requests for non-responsiveness mm-hmm. and so they've they've slowly been receiving documents and they're posting them on their website uh that the va has re- responded with some of them are uh are, indicate some of the games that the va's VA been playing with the va mission act and but unfortunately many of them are just irrelevant and duplicative they've, they've given the same powerpoint briefing like five or six times to AFP Foundation. Um, they're they're trying to drag their feet on it. The other thing that, the, that the, uh, the foundation found out was that the VA was putting these FOIA requests through a special political review process. Ugh. So they weren't just going to release the information that is just there in their systems, right? It has to go up to D.C., it has to be vetted, go through a political review process, and only then would they consider releasing information to AFP Foundation. Ugh.
1: I want to take a quick side note because we've talked on this show we 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 we've talked a lot about government interference in in healthcare. And we've talked about, you know, whether it's direct primary care, scope of practice, telehealth, all of these things are government you know, imposing regulation in between you and your healthcare. And this is about the greatest example I can see about why we do not want the government interfering in the healthcare choices of Americans. Because, the, the, I mean, clearly these people were more concerned about how they would look, what would happen, what would the implication be for their jobs and for their agency than they cared about veterans.
0: That that appears to be what's happening, Jeff. Right, um, right. I, we don't know if it's to uh, protect themselves and make their numbers look good. We don't know if it's to protect the the bureaucracy, to protect the unions, because if he has a huge union, huge union, um, uh, it, it's it's not it's not focusing on the best healthcare outcomes for individual veterans.
1: Yeah. Okay. So. So, I mean, have we covered, I know I want to have someone from Concerned Veterans for America back so we can, once we learn more and we have kind of conclusive results from this Freedom of Information Act request, you know, I want to talk in more detail about what the findings were, but I definitely wanted to do this episode so that we kind of know what's happening out there. But if, I mean, is there anything that, else that you can tell us about kind of the preliminary findings I want yeah. to find out too about how, what people can do to get engaged here but but sure. anything else on the
0: findings yeah let me give you an example of, of some of the uh, some of the information that sure. they've recently found out about um, they, they found a document that was essentially a training deck a training slide deck that was teaching customer service representatives to to refer people away from community care, essentially training to convince them not to use community care. And one of the ways they did that was to use this special date uh, that they they came up with. And in fact, uh, one of the responsive documents shows uh, a specific example of a veteran who called up and would have been eligible for community care, but they talked the veteran out of it and the auditor who checked on that call put a big good job medal on the, uh, on the customer service representative's uh, case. It's, they did exactly what the VA was asking them to do, and that is keep veterans from using the, the benefit that Congress uh, has told the, the VA to give them.
1: And that's, I got to tell you, that should anger anybody listening to this podcast. These are veterans who served our country who who wore the uniform made the sacrifice to make sure that America remains free and we have people at a, at a VA healthcare system whoever this person was that puts a good job medal on it because it wasn't about getting that veteran good healthcare it was the good job medal was hey you're keeping them in the system and keeping us employed I mean, I, I'm just going to say it, Herb. I mean, I, maybe, maybe I won't ask you to say that, but that's really frustrating. That should anger anyone who hears that, that that, that, that kind of thing is happening.
0: Yeah, it, it sure should. And, uh, you know, if, if you're interested in helping uh, concerned veterans for America in keeping the VA accountable, if you care about veterans and you care about some of these issues that that veterans care about and that Americans care about, you can join. You can join the CVA grassroots army across the country um, to to get involved. You know, like I mentioned earlier, it took there were there were tens of thousands of contacts to Congress, to the President, to the VA Secretary about the Mission Act and about uh, CVA has been around for over ten years, and we were around when Phoenix happened and had a huge impact in trying to fix the mistakes of Phoenix. We've gotten to the Mission Act, and the VA is still stonewalling, uh, providing veterans' choice uh, in their health care. You know, the current status of the case, Jeff, you might be interested in, Americans for Prosperity Foundation recently had to file a motion before the judge in the D.C. federal court and told the judge that the VA is stonewalling and not providing us documents and asked the judge to order the VA to provide these documents when, in fact, they already have an obligation to do that. That motion is currently pending in, in federal court.
1: Yeah. Well, listen, I'm glad again, this is this is what's so frustrating. If this were just a, a, a veteran who had no voice, I mean, how frustrated would you be? Thankfully, we have Concerned Veterans for America, we have Americans for Prosperity Foundation that is putting the resources in to get the answers here to, to make a difference. But man, if you're just if you're just an average citizen, unless you join forces to, to, to raise your voice along with many other veterans and, and people who are family members of veterans who are engaged on this through Concerned Veterans for America. Unless you do that, you don't have a fighting chance against government who is, who is doing this. This stuff would have gone down and nobody would have never even known had this Freedom of Information Act request not been filed.
0: That's exactly right, Jeff. It's it's uh, the the purpose of the Freedom of Information Act is being fulfilled in this specific instance. There is becoming transparency, and there will be accountability. I've been with uh, with CVA uh, since since twenty fifteen. I've I've seen the impact that CVA can have on improving lives for veterans, uh, and uh, it's a phenomenal organization.
1: All right. Well, listen, I I, I appreciate it, Herb. I will say this, if, if you want to do something to help in this situation, number one, you can sign the, the I volunteer that will get actually the link is in this podcast. So if you, uh, th- there is a link there, you can click on it from your, from your phone that you're listening to your podcast on, and that'll take you to the, the I volunteer page. You'll be able to, to, uh, send, a uh, contact your elected official, and and talk to them about this issue and so i would encourage you to do that first and foremost but also if if you are listening to this and you're a veteran and you want to get engaged on this issue um or maybe you're not a veteran and you just want to say hey you know this is wrong i want to help let me know you can uh you can click the link as i said on on our website uh there on the podcast or if you'd like to get connected with Americans for prosperity state chapter, or with someone from concerned veterans for America, be sure to email me at Jeff at American um, And again, if you want to listen to other stories, you want to stay up to date with what we're working on. Be sure to like, and follow the podcast as well uh, as follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and YouTube. You can do all of that. Now, I would uh, I would just like to thank my friend herb Ford. Herb is not only are uh, my guest today, but herb's been a great partner on this podcast. He's the he's the guy that I have to get legal approval when I do some of this stuff. So did I do okay, herb, on this episode? Did I do okay? Yeah <laughs> Jeff, you're a great, great client. You did fine. Yeah yes. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. When a lawyer tells me I did okay, I feel like I really accomplished something for the day. So I want to That's thank you. Exactly for that. right. That's exactly it's, right, and it's a
0: pleasure. It's a pleasure being on this podcast. Uh, you're a phenomenal host. Uh, you're a, a phenomenal uh, individual and a advocate for uh, for what's right and good in America. And I sure appreciate uh, you having me. Well, listen,
1: I'm honored to be a part of telling the story, right? The great story, like stories like this, of what the Concerned Veterans for America is doing. What what you are doing? What these activists all over America are doing to fight back? I mean, this is important stuff to get health care for those who went and served, uh, and 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 literally gave their sacrifice uh, the, the 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 greatest sacrifice that they could give. Uh, you know, being away from their families, serving on a battlefield, risking their lives. Um, you know, to, to keep us free in America. And we've got to stand and defend them as well as the, and we've got to stand up to some of this bureaucracy that's there to take away their healthcare choices. We can't let that happen. Herb, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it.
0: My pleasure, Kevin.
1: All right, great. Thank you for listening to American Potential.
0: Thank you for listening to American Potential. You may listen to more stories from Americans working every day to expand freedom and
1: opportunity in their communities by visiting AmericanPotential.com.